Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In, the podcast for cozy introverts. We're your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week's episode, Boundaries. Hi, um. Hi. How's it going? Good. I have my cup of tea here. You're so cozy. uh, I thought we were going to get a thunderstorm. It was thundering earlier, but it passed us by. That would have been so cozy. I know. It was on Sunday. It was all, uh, it wasn't super stormy, but it was like thundering for hours and hours, Mm. and it was dark and gray, and I just laid in bed for a while, and it didn't fall asleep, unfortunately, but it was very nice. nice. I love on like stormy days, I love to take my... Um, weighted blanket down to the couch because my weighted blanket is a normal size not Mm -hmm. enormous Enormous. (laughs) yeah Uh uh-huh it's much more portable uh I like to take it down to the couch and like curl up under the under that on the couch and get all snuggly get all snuggly it's oh love it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we've had some stormy days here and I tell you I love those days on a weekend I hate when they happen on a weekday because I obviously just want to like sit in bed instead of work but we had Sunday was a little bit stormy in the morning and we got brunch we ordered carry out brunch and I like carb loaded for brunch (laughs) and then I had gotten up early with a baby so I went and took like a two-hour nap Oh. And it was so cozy. It was so great. It was that amazing. Awesome. It was it was perfect. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I haven't. I didn't get to carb load. But on Saturday we got tacos mm. and queso and guacamole and a two go margarita, which you yes. no longer have to mix yourself. Mm. It's pretty That's, exciting. That that is amazing. It was so sweet, though. I was like, oh, I have not had a margarita in a while. Oh, yeah. Is it a frozen one? Oh, uh uh-huh. Yeah, those do get really sweet sometimes. But then, you you know, then I get that, like, I flush when I drink tequila. You've seen it. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing I I avoid. (laughs) Sometimes it's worth it. Prosecco. Well, today we're going to talk about boundaries. Yeah, I think we've kind of talked about this a little bit before when we talked about work-life balance, but yeah. boundaries have kind of come up a lot more now during these COVID times. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like sometimes as introverts, it is not always easy to set boundaries. Like sometimes we're really like there can be areas where we can be really good at setting boundaries at least for me, I feel like there are areas where I'm really good at setting boundaries. And then Mm -hmm. there are areas where I'm really not good at setting boundaries. And I feel like a lot of that is just a little bit of my personality type, but a little bit of like the introvert. And so I, I, it's always a good, I feel like this, this conversation is always like a good reminder, like boundaries are important and they're healthy. They are very important. Uh, I actually was reading an article today in preparation for tonight, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to read a little bit about boundaries and, like, why they're important. Mm -hmm. This is an article that was in Psychology Today, 
And it says, by setting your own boundaries, you're telling others how you want and expect to be treated. In other words, you are setting your limits about who can come into your space and what you expect of others once they're there, how you want to be spoken to, touched, and treated psychologically and emotionally. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, I think that really explains it. It does. And my I have a friend, my friend Ashley, um, she talks about boundaries a lot on her um, Instagram. Um, she's a birth mom and she does a lot of adoption education with adoptive parents. And she talks a lot about open adoption and that it's real. it can be really important to set boundaries in an open adoption. And it's not about punishing the other person. You're by by setting boundaries, you are you're preparing yourself to be able to love someone better because you're it's it's a lot less about the other person and a lot more about you and how much you can handle and like not maxing out what you can handle mm-hmm. because once you do that then that's when you start to get snippy and you start to get not per- per- potentially not very nice <laughs> yeah and i think it's really easy to like you know you it depends on depending on your personality type of course but a lot of times it's hard to do boundaries because you want to make people happy mm-hmm. and it's really easy to just over commit yourself to all of the things and then aside from you know becoming a snippy person like you're right. just gonna have way too much on your plate and then people yes. will take advantage of you yes absolutely yeah i mean I feel like there are many, many people, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have to put up those fences and, you know, be prepared to practice the word no. And it is, again, it's it's not, it's not about like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be around somebody or I don't want to talk to somebody or I don't want to do something. I mean, sometimes those things are true, but sometimes it is about like, this is what I, this is what my max capacity is. Mm -hmm. And this is the level that I need to stay at in order to be, to be an okay person, to be a healthy person. Um, Because otherwise everything else suffers. Yeah. So, and I, I feel like sometimes knowing, even knowing your own personal boundaries can be hard. Yeah. And I also think that we should talk a little bit about uh, other people's boundaries. Mm. So when you know that there are people that, you know, even if you've set your boundaries, we all have known someone that crosses not necessarily your boundary, but they have no boundaries. And yes. so they're just like always there, always up in your business. They're oversharing. Yes. They're doing all of the stuff that you're just like, but I don't, I, I don't need to know that. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So how can you, aside from, we'll get into how we can set boundaries ourselves, but how can you possibly encourage other people to set their boundaries? If you're feeling uncomfortable about what they're doing. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it also, like, social media, too, is especially, oh, like, gosh. a really big area for that. Yeah. I feel like social media and just, like, the fact that, like, text messaging and FaceTime and, like, there's 
all of these ways that we can get in touch with people all the time. Doesn't mean we should. It doesn't mean that we should. And so, um, I mean, <laughs> I'm from the Midwest, so passive aggression is <laughs> my love language. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I have, like, definitely just, like, stopped responding to, like, text, like, text messages at a certain point Mm -hmm. of the evening and then just like responded in the morning and been like oh sorry I felt I I go to sleep early or like oh sorry I put my phone on do not disturb at 10 o'clock or like something like that um to pretty much be like look at some point I I'm gonna go to bed yeah I do too my my phone does go on do not disturb at 10 o'clock yeah mine does too and I will (laughs) I will break I will break D and D for certain people. Yes. But, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking but I'm also thinking of like you know, people on Facebook who are like just sharing sharing all the things. I can't think oh I God, I can't think of so a very much. specific I don't wanna like come up with a specific example because I don't want somebody to be like, Well that you're talking about me. Uh-huh. But yes. Uh, even though I definitely would not be, because I'm just kind of grasping for something right now. I, I can't think of very, a very specific situation, but again, I don't want to say. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely, oh, man. Well, I just, mean, so you and I share a lot. Yes. And there's a lot that we share together. Yes. That we would never put on social media. Oh, never. Absolutely ever. never. No. But no. there are certain people who would share those kinds of things. Yes. There are people that just share every detail, every detail of their lives, every, their every waking thought, their every emotion that they have. It goes on Facebook. And honestly, like at some point, I feel like those people, I don't, I never really know how to like tell those people like you need to, you need to stop. And so I usually end up setting up, like I usually end up setting up a boundary for that person. Mm -hmm. I'll like, like mute them from my, from my feed or something like that. Because I'm just like, I can't, I can't handle your level of overshare. Yeah. It's like too much. And I guess it is actually more about like us than it is about that person. Right. Um, I mean, in my opinion, in our opinion, I mean, we're always right. But in our (laughs) opinion, (laughs) in our opinion, it's too much. And maybe they don't, maybe they don't feel like it's too much. I'm sure there are people that don't feel like it's a bad thing to share every single thought that you have and emotion that you have on Facebook mm -hmm. with the world. But Mm -hmm. personally, it's too much for me. And so when that happens i tend to just like remove them from my newsfeed i don't usually unfriend them i'll usually just like un like i'll hide their their posts from my newsfeed so i don't have to see it because i'm like is this too much yeah i've been making liberal use of the hide feature oh my gosh during corona i yeah you know i in the past have made liberal use of the hide but usually around elections mm, yes um, also that <laughs> but yeah usually usually around elections but then lately in the last few weeks especially i have just been making liberal use of the unfriend button i've just also mm. decided that you know what my facebook paid like my facebook feed 
it doesn't need there's certain things that it just doesn't need to be filled with and there are certain people that i'm okay like cutting that facebook tie with them so bye uh and honestly my facebook feed is now mostly like cat groups cat and dog (laughs) like memes and <laughs> photos of people where groups where people just share photos of their cats and their dogs and stuff <laughs> and uh like nerdy bench mode group stuff and the a few like a handful of people that I am friends with that like post pretty regularly and that's pretty much what it is and you know what I'm okay with that yeah I think that's good especially you know I I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook, Mm -hmm. but when I do, I feel like I have to go forever to try and find my actual friends. Yeah. And I don't even have that many Facebook friends because I do keep it pretty locked down. Mm -hmm. Um, I get a lot of people that are like, we possibly might have met because we have 35 people in common. I'm like, I don't, I don't know her. I don't (laughs) like I don't know yeah I it's weird to me that some people share everything but also like I I do keep things very locked down so yeah I um because I know people I know some people that are like well you shouldn't unfriend people just because they have different opinions than you blah 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 I'm like To an extent, Mm -hmm. sure. Yes, I agree with that. But first of all, a lot of a lot of these people I'm not really friends with. Exactly. It's one of those things where I'm like, I'm your Facebook friend, but I'm not really friends with you. Um so it's not really it's not like I'm cutting ties on like a real life friendship here. And also my like if i choose to have like facebook not be a super like contentious space Mm -hmm. then that's my decision Mm -hmm. like if i want to go on there and have it be mostly like fat cat pictures and videos (laughs) that is my prerogative and because you know what it makes me happy like i don't need facebook necessarily to like be a place of constant debate and all of those things. So, you know what? I've just been making liberal use of the unfriend button and I am none the worse for it. It's all right. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. You have to, again, like you kind of have to know what your boundaries are. And I do feel like sometimes just knowing what they are for yourself like figuring that out can sometimes be a challenge but then once you figure it out like you gotta follow through on it yeah so actually that brings us to these tips that I was reading about about how to create better boundaries and do tell the first one actually is name your limits yeah so that's you know you have to start somewhere and so if you know what you can you can handle mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis like that's the best way to start mm-hmm. um the second one is to tune into your feelings which interesting not super easy for all of us <laughs> yeah. says the five i think it's partially <laughs> right um 
because if you're setting boundaries, like you, the, you have to figure out why you want to send, set those boundaries. And for a lot of the time for me, it's because of whatever the trigger is that's causing me to set those boundaries mm-hmm. is it affects how I feel. Yes. So I know that like if I, you know, keep up a relationship with blah, 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 it's just going to make me sad or right. it's just going to make me upset if it's going to make me mad, like, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Yeah. And that's a really important thing, I think, to take tune of of yourself because if you wanting to set boundaries but you don't really have like a a feeling about that or if it's like if it's more of like a selfish feeling right i guess like that's not necessarily not valid right but it probably deserves extra uh exploration well and like tuning into your feelings like that feels a lot like to me very similar to um when they talk about I statements. Mm -hmm. So like, instead of saying, you know, instead of being like, you're like, don't do that. It pisses me off. Mm -hmm. Like, like, or be like, I want you, you have to stop doing that Mm -hmm. because it's bad. Like when this happens, I feel this way. Right. Um, because it changes the whole tone of the conversation, right? Um, and so tuning into your feelings kind of feels a little bit like that of like, when this person does this thing, I, it makes me feel fill in the blank. Right. Do I like that feeling? Is that a good feeling? Is it a productive feeling? If it's not, there might be something that you need to do about it. Can you mm-hmm. change something about that? Yeah. The next step is to be direct, mm. which that's a doozy. That is a doozy. <laughs> as, it, as we just explained, we sneakily remove people from our <laughs> Facebook feeds. <laughs> uh-huh. But, um, I mean, was he, we do talk about, we did talk about our, our work boundaries where we do specifically say, like, you know, I'm going to be out mm-hmm. this time. Basically, don't contact me. Yeah. I don't work after hours right. situations. Like, that is a one way to be direct. Yes. I'm going to be out. I am spending the day with my family. I will not be online. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's easier for work because mm-hmm. even if you have personal relationships with work, uh, the expectation generally is mm-hmm. not to have those uh boundaries broken mm-hmm. i think even even if they are stretched a lot of the time i think you know we generally all like have this idea of like it's not we have work-life balance we're yeah. not gonna do all of the things and um of course everyone does especially now that we're all home yeah and in theory don't have excuses <laughs> yeah i definitely your personal time is an excuse your personal time is an excuse and your personal feelings are like a valid reason mm-hmm. and all of those things like i i have definitely like i have had to practice this the like be direct thing um with um like my infertility and 
interacting with fertiles, <laughs> basically. Um, like I have definitely had to just, you know, my, for me in the past, like a boundary for me has been, I don't go to baby showers mm-hmm. because I know that I'm not going to handle it well emotionally. And so I have had to be very, you know, direct with friends and say like, I can't come to your baby shower. Mm-hmm. Like, here's why. Um, but I'm not going to be able to come to your baby shower. And like, some like that, like, <laughs> okay, I'm probably, you know, like, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to make them feel bad. Mm-hmm. It's not their fault that they sneezed and they got pregnant. But <laughs> like, I can't or um, like, you know, hey, I can't really have this conversation with you right now about how your pregnancy symptoms are like oh your feet are so swollen and you just can't handle it like right go cry me a river like (laughs) what i want (laughs) to say is like cry me a river and so sometimes that you know i've had to set boundaries and be like hey i'm probably not the right friend to talk to about your pregnancy symptoms Right. And like the fact that you like have swollen ankles because it's too much for me. So you have already gotten to uh, the next step, which is to give yourself permission. Oh, I'm to such an overachiever. Right. Because you like, even if the other person feels bad, like as we've talked about before on other topics, like your feelings are still valid. Yeah. And this article is talking about how boundaries aren't just a sign of a healthy relationship. They're a sign of self-respect. Yeah. So paying attention to yourself and your feelings and and giving yourself the permission to act on those feelings is really important. Yeah. Because if you don't love yourself... (laughs) Are you going to love anybody else? Exactly. Uh, We talked last week about yoga, Mm -hmm. which makes me uh, think about this next step, which is practice self-awareness, because Mm -hmm. yoga is all about awareness. Yes. Kind of a lot of these topics are kind of all like intersect with each other, but it's really just about like, you know, thinking about your situation and not necessarily having a gut reaction, but uh-huh. really like taking the time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like the next tip, it says to consider your past and present because we all come from different backgrounds. Yeah. And all have different experiences. And, you know, I, you know, I have not as strong as a family bond mm-hmm. as other people might have. And, mm-hmm. Sometimes when other people do have strong family bonds, it makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I have to form certain boundaries because of that. Yeah. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. It also mentions how environments could be unhealthy as well. Um, aside from work, mm-hmm. what other kinds of environments are unhealthy for boundaries? Oh, man. You know, I feel like... Um, I guess... I guess this sort of is like work, but if you are, if you do like volunteer stuff, mm-hmm. um, I feel like um, 
you can go from your paid job to your what like it should be your passion project or like normally is your passion your passion thing that you do that you volunteer with um and i i feel like depending on how like an organization is run or you know whatever you're doing is run it could very easily seep into going past what you are comfortable giving of your time or your resources or your talent um, and asking a whole lot of you and become an unhealthy environment to be in. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, I feel like, and and again, like, I think if there's, you know, for me, if there's a, a, something I'm volunteering in, it's hard to say, it's really hard to say no. Mm-hmm. especially depending on like what the cause is um as i'm like well i already volunteered for that i feel like i need to say yes because i know that they need the volunteers but at oh, the same time it's, yeah it's so hard i also feel like at the same time you do you you do have to like take a step back and be like am i over extending myself mm-hmm. and i've done that i have said yes to things and immediately like had regrets. Yeah, yeah, I have I have immediately had regrets and had to then say, "Hey, you know what? I I really shouldn't have said yes to this. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to be able to give it what you guys deserve. Um and I need to take a step back from this." And that was a really hard thing to do because I had said yes. Um, I had said yes to, you know, taking on this role with an organization. And then I was like, I, I'm just, this was like, I thought I could handle it and I thought I could balance it. And it mm-hmm. just became really very quickly apparent that I should have listened to that like <laughs> internal voice. It was like, Mm-mm, nope, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> yeah, it is really hard, especially if, you know, it's a passion project, but mm-hmm. also if you, if you have been, you know, maybe tangentially or, or involved in the organization mm-hmm. and you see a hole that you yes. know you can fill, yes. like, you know, like, that's my skill set and I can yes. really, like, take this to the next level, like, that is mm-hmm. anxiety-inducing no matter what your choice is going to end up being. Yes. Yes. At least yes. for you and me. Maybe not for normal people. I think for a lot of people it is. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to remember that, like, like if you're giving, like, okay, like, yes, it matches your skill set. But if, that, if it's the thing that puts you over the edge of what you can juggle mm-hmm. and what you can manage, then everything gets half-assed and you may actually be like deterring the progress of that organization yeah so like you have to you have to know at what point you end up with like negative returns that makes any sense it absolutely does yeah that actually covers the question that i was going to ask you is what issues have we had by not setting boundaries and that that's a pretty big one (laughs) yeah i feel like i feel like it is it is a really big one like you just Aside from, I don't think aside from, um, like, just being stressed, Mm -hmm. which is obviously bad, (laughs) (laughs) says the people who kind of live constantly in anxiety. Um, We're fine. It's fine. Everything's (laughs) fine. Um, 
you know, aside from like the physical toll that, you know, stress and, you know, being up really late trying to finish projects or, you know, just constantly having that stew of anxiety in your mind that's preventing you from sleeping or whatever it is, I feel like it just becomes like you, you, it starts to chip away at everything you do so that then everything you do, the quality is a little bit less yeah, than where it should be. And because I've definitely been there. I've been in that spot where I am completely maxed out and then I, I, you know, I'm making silly mistakes in everything in that I'm doing and it's taking me a little bit longer to do things and you can ask me questions five times and I'm going to stare at you be like, wait, what? What did you just ask me? Repeat that again? <laughs> like <laughs> to the point where it starts to be a hindrance on across the board. Yeah. So, um, again, it's, it's not just about you and the things that are happening to you, which is totally valid (laughs) because we didn't make that clear enough before, but like, if you are the type of person that what is happening to you is not always the like biggest driver (laughs) of your actions, then let us remind you that it can be. Um, it can have a negative impact on the people around you or the uh, the things that you're taking part in as well. Yeah. And your overall health. Exactly. But I do know far too many people that are willing to let that go. Yeah. So. Please refer to our episode on sleep. <laughs> it's important, guys. Sleep. Uh, yeah. Have you ever had an issue with setting boundaries with a friend? Mm. Or somebody that was a friend and you had to uh, demote them? Demote them. Yeah, I have definitely demoted friends before. Yeah. Um, But it was sort of a, like, mutual phasing out. Uh, Like... There, like I, I had one particular friendship, um, and the like. The more, the longer we were friends, the more I was like everything that like came out of her mouth was really negative, and it was making me be a really negative person. Yes, and that's yeah. the same reason I had the same. <laughs> the same. <laughs> that's Twins. exactly the same reason why I had to like demote somebody. Yeah, and. About the time that I was starting to feel really weird about that and like kind of like, hmm, I don't know, she just started acting really weird. And so it was kind of an easy, like just the timing of it, mm-hmm. of when I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know. This is, I just don't know that how I, if I love the way that this friendship makes me feel all the time, that this person makes me feel. She started just sort of, she just sort of like went off the wall and like was acted really weird acting really weird so it was kind of easy to just phase her out yeah um and just sort of like "Mm, okay like you are sort of over here doing your own weird thing and so i think we're just i'm just gonna like naturally distance myself here (laughs) Um, but i've never had to like sit down and like friend break up with someone right i mean we're both reading big friendship and there's Mm -hmm. a bit about like you know being direct with that in there and i haven't had to do that either because 
it just seems so terrible. <laughs> it sounds horrible. It sounds like the, like the most the stomach ache inducing thing. Yes, ever. the thought of it makes me want to throw up. But it does make sense. Like if you have a friend who is just like either you know the case where you and I both had where the person we realized was basically toxic for us uh-huh. or a friend that's just like constantly calling and constantly emailing or like showing up at your door yeah when you're like i got I, i'm making dinner <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't please go away um it, it's it's hard because you, you you know that that person is trying to make a connection with you right but you just can't all the time yeah and i feel like in that like i feel like in a circumstance like that um that setting some like finding a way to set aside time for them Mm -hmm. like because they they're clearly if it's somebody that's just like always texting always you know calling um always you know like you said like showing up at your door like whatever it is um like they clear they like you said they're clearly craving a connection so it might you know i feel like in those sorts of circumstances you can say like hey let's have a let's let's set aside a weekly time for a phone call or let's Mm -hmm. set aside a weekly time to get coffee together or you know or whatever it might be um because then i feel like they could know okay we're gonna i'm gonna see megan every tuesday morning for coffee and it like i feel like that could give them that reassurance like I'm going to see Megan on Tuesday morning and we're going to chat. And then, you know, I know that she cares about me and she's there and we're making a connection and that can hopefully then they're not just like randomly showing up, hoping that they get to see you and hang out. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I don't know. I I just like it doesn't because it, I feel like when it, I feel like when we say you need to set boundaries with someone, it, it can come off as a punishment mm-hmm. and it can sound like, oh, like, don't call me, don't text me, don't show up at my door. But it might actually just be like taking that energy and funneling it into something else. Right. Like funnel it into every Saturday we have a FaceTime date or every Wednesday night we go get a glass of wine or whatever it is um so that you're you're setting aside time for that person and you're not punishing them for like (laughs) wanting to be your friend (laughs) you're just setting it so that you know when it's happening and you can just like be there and be engaged with them and give them that attention that they need and that connection that they need so that they aren't just like constantly popping up yeah, my uh, my son has friends that uh, were constantly doing that um, before COVID. Like they mm-hmm. would just like, like I know when we were kids, we would just go to our friends' friends' houses and show up and that was la, a la, different la. time. Not, yeah, it was not quite the same. But they would just count, especially they would they would come over and it'd be like dinner time. Oh, like they would come right at dinner time. We're just like, he can't come out. Because it's dinner time. <laughs> like, right. I'm, 
sorry, but he would do it like constantly. And I was just like, oh my God, I want you to be friends with this kid, but But also he's really annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is he just, does he want to stay for dinner? Is that why he's coming over? Like we could, if his parents are okay with it, that would be fine. But right. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole other thing when you have kids trying to set boundaries. Yeah, talk to me about that. Oh, man. I haven't had to do that yet. <laughs> well, aside from trying to teach them how to set their own boundaries, uh, I will just say that for some reason, it's kind of like dogs and cats, where like uh-huh. when you go to the bathroom, you expect that to be a private moment. <laughs> nope. And... <laughs> It is not, because as soon as you close the door, they're like, mom, 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 mom. Or they just barge it. If it depends on how old they are, the younger kids just barge it because they have no sense of, like, privacy with your body yet. Yes. And so they're just like, hey, what's up? And you're like, but. Like, I'm pooping. Yeah. I'm kind of busy That's right what's now. up. Yeah. Uh, could, I, could I have some privacy, please? And they're like, I need a thing. Like, you don't. <laughs> really really don't need it right now are you burning no go away. <laughs> is there blood gushing out of your head no okay mm-hmm. bye <laughs> also your father's still here so he could take care of it <laughs> no 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 only mom mom's so the that, only one capable <laughs> yeah so with kids it's definitely i guess for anybody it's it's a thing you have to practice mm-hmm. um you know, for, for the bathroom thing for us, that's definitely like a, you know, your body is private. Yes. And you should be able to have private time in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to share your body with other people if you don't right. want to. <laughs> but it's just a lot of, um, you know, reiterating and, and being really clear with the, with the feelings aspect of it. Because mm-hmm. kids are all over the place with figuring out what feelings even are mm-hmm. um a lot of the times they there's there's so many concepts that they can't even understand uh a friend uh shared on instagram the other day these books that she found that are from like 1973 mm-hmm. and they're all about like teaching kids about death oh teaching kids about babies teaching kids about like important topics Mm -hmm. but also like in the book it straight up says this book probably won't help them (laughs) you you as parents probably can't do anything about their feelings (laughs) i was like damn the 70s were rough um but it brings up a good point that like no matter what you try to teach them it's still gonna be something that they have to figure out for themselves so you can only give them the tools yeah yeah that's so true and and i mean because even even if you have a certain boundary Mm -hmm. and your spouse has a certain boundary that doesn't mean that your child will right they're their own human they're their Mm -hmm. own very special mix of the two of you yes (laughs) so or in the case of an adoption two other people plus then the nurturer side from yeah. you <laughs> tldr our daughter is gonna have a fun time i mean so then you also have to for any kids you have to throw in all the other people that are part of their lives too absolutely it's, like, it's a huge it's a huge amount it of takes stuff. a village it does know? take a village <laughs> so you know I, I just you can only you can give them the tools 
but they have to figure out what it is for themselves. Yeah. Which you can, you just have to be there to help them, I guess. Yeah. It takes like anything else with parenting. It's a lot of, a lot of patience. Um, but I think the best thing you could, you can do is to set your own boundaries and model Mm -hmm. those. Mm -hmm. It's just the same thing with anything else where, you know, you're trying to get your kids to eat your, their veggies. You need to eat your veggies too. (laughs) Well, you know, we talk about the fact that like kids need structure. Mm hmm. I mean, for fuck's sake, we talk about how, like, the how dogs need structure. They need, like, to know what's, like, what's happening, who the boss is. You know, we talk about these things in terms of our pets and our children and everyone else. But it's true for us, too. Yeah. Like, when we, I mean, just think about, like, when you go off to college or you move out of your parents' house for the first time (laughs) and you did not have rules like you didn't have a curfew you didn't have somebody like cooking dinner for you you didn't have like a bedtime anymore like any of those things that even like even if you were like pretty doing much your own like pretty much doing your own thing by the time you like were 17 18 years old there was still at least probably some structure Mm. and then you just go and you eat all the things at college and you gain the freshman 15 and you stay up way too late and then you (laughs) have an 8 a.m class that you almost sleep through like chaos ensues absolute chaos ensues and some of us have gotten better at creating that structure for ourselves in our adulthood like a real adulthood (laughs) and some people haven't (laughs) some people haven't (laughs) but i do feel like the people that have at least created some sort of structure for themselves like some sort of basic general rule book for themselves Mm -hmm. they do tend to function a little bit better just yes throughout their day i know that when i make myself like okay I need to be, I need to try to be asleep by 1030. Like, I do better the next day than if I'm like, up late, oh, I'm just gonna watch one more episode of whatever. Because then one more episode turns into two more episodes turns into, oh, shit, it's (laughs) 2am. I'm still awake. How did that happen? Right. So, you know, it's having those parameters in place for yourself like all right here are my own rules here are my own boundaries for myself right yeah having boundaries for yourself i think is maybe the hardest maybe the hardest yeah (laughs) because then you can like break them and like who's gonna know you know who's gonna know you can like break them but you can like justify it to yourself as much as you want yeah like oh well but but no you gotta you gotta mm -mm, you'll know yep so i feel it i feel it Mm -hmm. um i like the last thing on this like list of how to build boundaries start small start small yeah we talk about that a lot on this podcast i feel like yeah, um, it says that you should start with something small and something that's not threatening. Mm-hmm. So 
it's it's a lot easier to be able to see the effect of something like that if you know that like okay it's a small thing it's easy to do maybe it's not going to affect a lot of people so i can move forward from that Mm -hmm. maybe it's your bedtime yeah Maybe it's uh, deleting the Facebook app from your phone, which I did, and it feels great. (laughs) It's the best thing ever. Maybe I should do it. Uh, (laughs) Maybe it's putting on Do Not Disturb uh, starting at a certain time at night. Or um, maybe it is... Not Not checking your work email on the weekend. Not checking your work email on the weekends. Or, you know, I know some families who have a basket that they all put their phones in during dinner time. That is great. I have a friend who, uh, she has a basket for her daughters when her daughter's friends come over. Not, yeah. That way they're actually spending time together and not yes. all on their phones. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to be a whole lot better. At, well, Alex is too. We've talked about this. We're both trying to be better about not being on our phones as much when we're spending time with Eden. Mm-hmm of which i mean like okay you know somebody texts occasionally like you know we'll shoot a text back or whatever um but like trying to just like not only so that we can spend like better quality time with her but also like i mean these babies so little like they're (laughs) already just entranced by screens right so um yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of very small things that can that can have a big impact, um, particularly when it comes to like technology or social media mm-hmm. and your intake of, of it. such. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even so, like I said, I don't have Facebook on my phone anymore. I removed it, and I only check Instagram like maybe three times a day like once in the morning once at lunch and then before i go to bed mm-hmm. um and i check twitter for like maybe like five minutes mm-hmm. a couple times a day which is really not that much time for twitter because mm-hmm. it goes so fast but um like for the most part when you are setting that boundary and stepping away from it you're not really missing anything no like you're missing like a meme or somebody saying something racist or like (laughs) pictures of a puppy which i am really i love pictures of puppies but also like i'm not necessarily like losing a huge chunk of my day if i don't see that picture of a puppy yeah i feel like i could i feel like i could probably delete the facebook app from my phone and i probably really wouldn't miss that much instagram i feel like i would miss a little bit more only because um, I have some like Instagram friends that mm-hmm. I have that I have like full conversations like in Instagram. in the comment section, yeah, well, yeah. Or, like in in the DMs, yeah. Um, like one of my friends, like we just we don't really text each other, we just like Instagram message each other. <laughs> I don't really know why we do that, we just do. Um, I mean, so, I, had, I had a full conversation with Kathleen last night over yeah, Instagram DM exactly. about our bathtubs. So, <laughs> oh, she's got such a beautiful bathtub. Um, we have the same bathtub like tray thing. Uh huh. And then I know we also I also did a bath bomb last night in a different mm-hmm. color, so I had to like point that out to her. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, I also know somebody who. Um, 
they leave their phone outside of their bedroom at night. I have heard about this and... I'd have to get a real alarm clock. How yeah. How feel about that? That's what I was like. I don't... So I have... Yeah. So I don't have an alarm clock aside from my phone. Uh-huh. But then also, like, what if you do... Well, I guess because I have... Well, because so if you have it on your phone on Do Not Disturb, um, if someone calls you, you can... I think if they call you, like, a certain number of times, yeah, it'll just Yeah, if they call ringing. you, like, twice within, this, like, three minutes or something, I think it is. Yeah. comes through. Or I think you can put them on, like, a, if you put them on your favorites list, I think also mm-hmm. it'll go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my concern is if I have my phone not in my bedroom where right. I can't hear it, if I... If there's an emergency, yes, I w- won't be able to hear my phone. Yes, that has always been my thing. Of there's like, literally never been an emergency. There's never been an emergency. <laughs> but what if right. there is? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I do feel like, and I feel like, there. I feel like there are apps that will like block you out of social media after a while or is that only on computer there's got to be something for the phone i feel so i feel like there must be like maybe it's a combination of putting your phone on do not disturb maybe maybe instead of putting your phone out of the room maybe it's across the room yeah and you have so you can't an alarm like clock. you can't just roll over and grab it, right? But then if there's an actual emergency and your phone rings, you will hear it because it's still in the room, but it's not like, oh, well, I'm just like laying here and like, uh, yeah, I'm just bored of my own thoughts. I think I'll just <laughs> see what's happening on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. And then yeah, three hours works. later, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe I'll tr- well. So I was going to say that maybe I would try it, but our nightstands have, like, the little USB outlets, like, it oh, built in. very fancy. So I'm not going to try it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be really, honest. I'm going to be really honest. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and just tell you, there's no fucking way. <laughs> My boundary is that it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's fine okay i feel like i feel like we should each pick a small thing that we're gonna try oh okay well i feel like i need time to prepare i know we didn't we didn't we didn't uh it's a pop quiz it is like Ah. a pop quiz because i just thought of it but i i'm like trying i'm like okay i feel like Hmm. We should each come up with something small that we can try over the next week or two and then report back on. Will we remember to report back on it? I don't know. TBD. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly struggling because I feel like I've done a really good job of setting boundaries lately. You actually, you have been. Because I, I have do not disturb good. on my phone. I I have our work, I have a work chat set, set to turn off at like 7 p.m. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't hardly check any email on the weekend. Like, I don't even really check my personal email on the weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh. 
This is a, a hard one. Do Maybe. you have one? I suppose. Um, I am going to. I am going to put my phone like across the room when I am hanging out with Eden. Good. So it's again. If there's an emergency, and I have my watch, so if someone like texts me, I'll be able to see if it's something I need to respond to. But I'm going to put it across the room. That's a good one. I think I might just co-opt that one as well. Okay, that's fine. When I'm <laughs> when I'm hanging out with my kids, yeah. Um, they do always like to watch, like see whatever it is I'm looking at because they're like Instagram. Yes. I want to see whatever it is. But then they, like, make me scroll back up to see what it is. And we have to have a whole conversation about it. Which <laughs> sometimes can be fun. But I'm also like, this is not enjoyable anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this was supposed to be me time. Right. Uh, so, yeah. I think I... Because I, I, I cannot think of another one right now. Because I feel like I have a lot of other boundaries in place. Yeah. So, I think that's a good one to do. Um, and also, like, frankly, we all need less screen time anyway. So Absolutely. We absolutely yeah. do. So, so Megan, homework. That was our homework. I, I do love, I do love homework. Uh, it's that time of the week again to talk about what's bringing us joy. Yeah. So, what is making you happy this week? Well, we talked about this earlier, so you already know like what I'm going to talk do. about it. But. They released the Emmy nominations today. There's some good ones. And first of all, Schitt's Creek got 15 nominations. That is amazing. That is an insane number. I'm so excited for them. They're amazing. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the show, I can't Go help fix you. your life. Right. But like all the actors got nominated nominated for outstanding comedy series like all of the things mm-hmm. i'm actually like trying to get it up right now so i can get up all the every single one wow this is a really bad website <laughs> <laughs> good job et yeah there's let's see Catherine o'hara for outstanding or lead outstanding lead actress actress in a comedy uh Eugene yeah, Levy, so they were yeah. Actor. It's all it's all the actors, or all the lead actors. So the whole like Rose family, mm-hmm. the whole Rose family was nominated. Um, supporting actor, supporting actress. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where, find where the other ones are. It's probably for writing. There's usually a lot of writing ones. Oh, uh huh. Um, oh, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman also got nominated. I love them so much. <laughs> I love that. I love them. Uh, I'll for them. I can't find it now. I, like, I have the I'm list, looking. but I'd have to, like, literally scroll through this entire yeah. well, list of topics. But they got nominated 15 times. They got and a then lot. Also, uh, The Good Place. Good Place. Got nominated for yes. seven, I think. Yeah, although um, this this does mean that 
They have to go against each other. Yeah, because they're, you know, like, we've got Ted Danson up against Eugene Levy. I know. Which is... It's a rough one. A rough one. Um, And then they have Annie Murphy up against Darcy Carden and... Daniel Levy up against William Jackson Harper. Oh my god, I love them. I know. It'll be very sad if... It'll probably end up going to, like, Mrs. Maisel. Which, also, I like that show. Which is a great show. But... I like the other ones better. I know. Oh, Andre Brower got nominated, too. Ugh, I just... Oh my god. These are really good Emmy nominations this year, you guys. <laughs> I usually do not get this excited, but I'm looking at this list now, and I'm like, oh, my God. I know. It is a really good list. So That's crazy. Um, <sighs> and also, so for The Good Place, the writing, I believe, for the final episode. Oh. So <laughs> lovely and heartbreaking. And Maya Rudolph got nominated for her role as the judge. Oh, Judge Judge. Yes. So good. It just made me really, really happy to see all that this morning because um, those two shows are, they make me so happy. Yes. And I'm like genuinely thrilled for all of the people that are involved in making Because I feel like everyone involved in making those shows. They're so nice. They're, they seem, and they seem like really good people. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes you're like, I don't know. Are you like, I like to show, but this person seems like trash. Right. Right. No, these are, seem like really good people. Yeah. Just, I want to be friends with all of them. Yes. So, if anyone can make that happen, I won't be mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Saturday Night Live got nominated for a lot of things, too. Oh, is Saturday Night Live having a comeback? I did get... not realize that. I mean, I guess they put themselves up, but uh, Keenan Thompson got nominated. Kate wow. McKinnon, Cecily yes. Strong. It's amazing. Oh my God, Titus Burgess got nominated. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Sorry. <laughs> Megan's just having a moment. With Megan. I'm having Megan... a moment because also all of the other people nominated in the category that he is nominated in are in dramas. Oh. And so he, like, stands out mm-hmm. as his fabulous self, of course. But I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, he's probably not going to win. But that's amazing that he's nominated. Um, yeah. Well, everyone just got to experience um, Megan having no chill. I had no chill. I'm very excited for, like, all of these people. <laughs> Bette Midler and The Politician. So good. So good. Uh, I'll be uh, happy if almost any of these people win. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, these are great shows. These are great actors. Yeah. Like, there's not really a lot where I'd be like, uh. Oh, my God. Taika Waititi got nominated. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Thor Ragnarok is one of the best Marvel movies. Oh, it, I was just talking to Taylor about this because... I can't remember what Edie did that made reminded me of Thor Ragnarok. And I was like, it is such an ex. It's because it's so funny. It's so funny. It is hilarious. It is I like. It is definitely one of my favorites. I won't say yeah, it is I'm, my yeah. favorite because I really, really love Black Panther. But in terms of like, if I want to watch a Marvel movie that will also make me laugh, oh, it's Thor Ragnarok all the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, he is writing, or he already wrote the script for this the next one. <gasps> and I heard, I read some article uh, that, like, I guess Chris Hemsworth read it or something. And he was like, if they don't change a thing, it's going to be amazing. I was like, <laughs> yes, because he's so funny. Amazing. And when we were doing our Marvel rewatch, Reese uh-huh. always makes us watch the gag reels. Uh-huh. And the gag reel on that one is pretty funny. There's like that that gag reel is funny, but then there's also like a specific gag reel like about Taika <laughs> and his role as like the rock guy. Yes, <laughs> and it's very funny. Uh, crap! What was his? What was the? What was his character? Uh, I can't remember. He's so funny though. I don't remember, but God, it's it so good. funny. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I just it's such a funny movie. Um, yeah, Ooh, went on a tangent there. That's okay. We do it. It's fine. Do you have a different joy, or are we just going to bask in this joy? No, I, I have a. I, I came up with a different joy. It's super nerdy. Um, <laughs> I I shared this on my Instagram. Uh, the <laughs> the cloth diaper store here in town mm-hmm. had a sidewalk sale, and like one about like once a year they do a big um, secondhand um, sale, and. They, that was this weekend and I couldn't go but my I asked my friend to run over there and pick up some stuff for me and got a huge stack of like what would have been normally like really expensive cloth diapers for almost nothing so I was super excited that is that. very exciting <laughs> like when... I don't know why I'm so excited about cloth diapers but I love them so much when we were cloth diapering, I was, like, obsessed, and I would buy, like, these ridiculously overpriced ones, because they were so pretty. They're so pretty. They're so cute. And I was just like, what am I doing with my life? I know. I know. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I don't, like, the people that cloth diaper were really into it, and it's not even so much because I'm like, oh, yes, I'm such a good environmentalist, but I'm like, that little fluff butt is so cute. Ew. It's so cute, and... Also, like, you're like, look, I got this really great deal on this thing. Also, the secondhand diapers are better because they're already, like, worn in. The They are just so much more absorbent and softer. Mm-hmm. So I love it. I love it. It was great. That was my joy. That is a good joy. <laughs> I thought so. I thought you'd, <laughs> I thought you'd agree. <laughs> maybe maybe everyone there. else thinks I'm nerdy, but it's fine. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad that we have things that still bring us joy in the I know. 700th week of coronavirus. It's fine. It's, it's fine. I just, you know, it's, I just, I, I do, I keep thinking about how in March everyone was like, oh my God, they've been doing this for eight weeks in Italy. I can't imagine doing this for eight weeks. Well, in March, I was in Las Vegas, like right before, like right when it was all like, hitting the u.s and things were starting to shut down and i was like no one seems to care here like i was literally (laughs) at a conference about throwing conferences (laughs) i forgot about that that was so long ago (laughs) i know and everyone was just like like they had a session about covid but everyone was just like yeah whatever like no one seemed to care and i was just like i'm still just gonna eat in my room <laughs> but like and there was hand sanitizer people. everywhere but there were like definitely not masks uh-huh. there was like there were they didn't provide food at this conference so that wasn't a thing but like they had parties they just like they were just like no it'll be fine it'll be a blip <laughs> man yeah <laughs> oh man hindsight Tell yeah you. 
Well, next week we'll be talking about a concept that I have long been curious about, life coaching. Whether you feel completely scattered in life or just need a little bit of guidance on your goals, we're going to talk about it. Until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from our listeners. Bye. Shh.